This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It is the beginning of September in the year 2018. That was not part of that song that we all used to listen to in the 60s. In the year 2525, something like that. Uh, uh, It's the year 2018. Uh, And so, you know, big things going on in the America, the American dream. The biggest thing is our relationship with truth. And I say that with a question mark because (laughs) that's what it's become lately. So I thought it would be a lovely, lovely topic for an octagon table discussion. We have collected a group of strange, intelligent, funny, weird people, as usual, to sit on many sides of the octagon table. Today, on my nearest left is Logan Heftel, who, as you know, is always here with the buttons and the things and the dials and the other things and the thingamajigs. Hello, Logan. Hello. On his left is one of our regulars, someone you know dearly, a man who pursues truth through storytelling. I love the idea that I can be known dearly. Yes. That's my new favorite thing. I know you dearly. Dylan Brody. I know you dearly, Kelly Carlin. Is it is it is it is it the knowing part that's dear or you are dear? Uh I well no, I my I'm dear on my mother's side. On my father's side I am entirely water buffalo. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um I can see that in you. Uh, people I somebody God I wish I knew who it was. There was a comic who used to say, I'm from Buffalo. People ask me why I don't have normal parents. Um, (laughs) But I can't remember who it was. Uh, uh, Hello, Kelly Carlin. I do. I pursue truth through storytelling and also attention. (laughs) Oh, you don't pursue truth through attention. You pursue pursue attention through storytelling. And attention (laughs) through storytelling. Okay, because I wasn't quite sure where we had... Also, also love I have been denied over my lifetime. Filling the void. That's correct. General void filling... And truth. General Void Filling, wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> yes. He, he led the, the Battle of Flurmhagen in uh, yes, 1432. Yes, the Prussian, yeah, the, the Huguenots. He was a Prussian leader who fought the Huguenots. At Dylan's Brody. At, at, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've decided that Dylan. I just got a General Filling. On the Thursday. <laughs> general Void Filling. <laughs> Thank you for filling the void. <laughs> Uh, and on Dylan's left, uh, but makes no difference to you where these people are actually sitting is this in relation to each other. So that people can <laughs> pretend they're sitting at the middle of the table. But I, but I like you all to, to be picturing this table. And so to Dylan's left and to my far right, and actually straight across the table from me, is the fantabulous Amy Engelhart, who pursues truth through song, words, tunes, notes, humor, and... Theater. Theater. <laughs> she pronounces it with an R-E at the end. I was just going to say that, and that's with an R-E. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the table. It's been a while. Thank you. I was just saying I need a table. You, uh, <laughs> I just, need just more in general in my life. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, 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 like, are we going out buying furniture after this, maybe? I was thinking. I wasn't quite sure what, what we were. No, yes, we was. all, you know what? I need more table, too. I've uh, been, it's, I was shocked at how long ago we did a table. Octagon uh, discussion table. It was table. just around the time that I believe the Prussians fought the Huguenots. I believe it was. <laughs> exactly. I love the Huguenots. That came on Saturday mornings. <laughs> That's right. Huguenots assemble. Thundercats. And what you said. General <laughs> <laughs> Felling, major nuisance. Well, and that other voice you hear there is our other fantabulous regular, a man who seeks truth through humor, music, drawings, paintings, Silliness and hats. Chris Bono. Hello. 
<laughs> went up on that last day. That's nice. I pursue uh, truth through cats. Oh, cats. And uh, the late Ernie Kovacs. Yes. Who I got a chance to meet his um, son? Stepson. Stepson. Thank Looks you, just Logan. Like him. <laughs> Strangely enough, he did. How We'd does like to that adopt work? a child with a huge mustache, please. <laughs> <laughs> but no Huguenots. <laughs> They're straight out. <laughs> Huguenots, you're, you're going to unite! I'm sorry. It's, it's I'm okay. Still it's on okay. 405. It's okay. <laughs> yes, we're we're all landing here Hello. in the truth of things. So I wanted to start off a little bit talking about our human relationship with truth, uh, in particular civilizations' uh, relationship with truth. Um, and in in what they call pre-modern times, and if you go back even further, I suppose the one who actually was the arbiter of truth was probably the one with the biggest stick. Why, thank you. <laughs> and that too. <laughs> but in, um, in, when you think back before the Renaissance and the Age of Enlightenment, we, now we are going to go straight into a BBC show because I'm going to get a little philosophical on us all. When you think back in those times when there was king and church and things like that, the the big three things, which were truth, beauty, and goodness, which is also science, the arts, and religion, were all smushed into one authority. Like either the church was in charge of all of the truth, or the king was in charge of all of the truth, and sometimes the king and the church argued about the truth. Enter King Henry VIII, <laughs> wanting to stup whoever he wanted to. Um, that must have been where the beauty came in for that. Um, but then after the Renaissance and the Age of Enlightenment, or during the Renaissance, the Age of Enlightenment, things like art and morality and, uh, and, and truth, or what we now called science, began to like parse out. Like the church was no longer in charge of the truth. There were people saying, oh, no, 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 actually, uh, the earth isn't the center of everything. The sun is. And, and that upset people and people got killed for things like that. So this is an interesting relationship we have with truth. So at first it was handed down by authority from above. And then we're like, no, 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 we can actually figure truth out because there's this thing called observation. And if we really watch, we can figure like what really is real and what isn't. And um, and then came the 20th century and uh, postmodern thinking. And this thing called subjectivity came back around or like got steroids or it went crazy or something or all of those things. And basically, it was originally something to be a, a literature criticism point of view, like, hey, the narrator isn't reliable or there's a subjective truth in this character and this subjective truth and this one is crashing up against this one and it was text analysis and all this stuff and I'm doing a horrible job of explaining postmodernism. But the point is, is that it awoke in people this idea of like, hey man, I gotta like speak my truth, you know what I mean? Like I just need to share my truth with the world and my truth is my truth and it's not your truth and that's all that really counts. And then you spin around into the 21st century and we now have this thing called the post-truth world where people say things like facts are alternative, where a former mayor of New York and a former federal prosecutor says truth isn't truth. And we have this lovely phrase called fake news. So here we are with a big pile of falseness and truthiness and uh, a lot to sort out. So I thought it would be fun and strange and wonderful to jump into this big fucking quagmire and talk about all of this subjective truth objective truth fake news real news all of this stuff and so i opened the discussion with what the fuck is going on deconstruction here we are in the toilet exactly we're in the toilet the fuck do well, we do part, now? Part of it, I think, is is he who decides that they are the arbiter of truth usually has self-interest in mind. And, I mean, 
denying other people's truth that they're trying to speak is, to me, that, that constitutes an agenda. Why would you want to do this unless something that they were saying um, hurts you? Why would you care um, so unless something that they were saying runs contrary to what your agenda is in the world? So are you talking like political, cultural truth or like when you're having a one-on-one -on -one with someone and someone's um, pushing up against your personal truth? No, I think that's... I mean, if someone is pushing up against your personal truth and you are you have a relationship with this person, listening to it and accommodating it is is love, right? Um, but if if you're talking politically, it, it's about self interest, and uh -huh. it's not um, it's not expedient to hear about the people who you've been uh, oppressing. You know, it, it doesn't. What is how does that benefit you to hear about the truth of of a marginalized? person. It doesn't. And so if you control that, which is harder and harder to do in this world of unfettered access to to broadcast medium, um, but you can still try. I'm not sure I understand how you're defining truth now. Because the, the, the suppression of information mm -hmm. is not a kind of truth. No, it's true that it's being suppressed. But is access to information part of your that access to information is part of your emotional truth because it, the information could change how you feel about things. But yes, so so what you're talking about is that so at, right now in the general uh, climate of America is that we have this uh, prism of truth that's going on. So we have one person namely a man with orange hair and orange face, saying... Um, Let's call him General Voidfiller. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him General Voidfiller. That was the color of the Oompa Loompas, wasn't it? <laughs> I believe it was. It's very orange, close, yes. Um, so so we have, we have uh, people in power saying one version of truth, and then we have uh, a media that has a prism of truth, that there's, there's some... Uh, journalism going on where they are trying to get to the truth through journalistic practices, the integrity of the fourth estate, things like that. Then there's a lot of opinion out there. Then there's social media, which is, uh, you know, dissemination of opinion and journalism. Um, and so what I hear you saying is that, so what's happening is, is that there are sections of the population that don't want to hear the subjective truth of, of other people's experiences. Yes. And then therefore they just deny it's happening. Yes. And, and then... Well, well, it and it goes to bias as well. I right. mean, you know, you hear what you... and believe what you really want to hear and believe, and you'll, you know, the closer it is to what your experience is, the more truth it is, true it, it seems is to, to you. Me, it seems to me that what's, like, that, that what's going on is uh, uh, folks clinging to their speculative idea of... Uh, what an, something that's been enacted or something that's going on in the country means. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, uh, say someone uh, with the border thing that we have going on right, right now. I have heard the issue for years from some people that I know in Texas. You know, those Mexican people are coming over here and they're they're taking our money and they're sending it back to their families and that's just ruining Yeah, okay, that's... I hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. and there I'm. I know that there are incidents of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, I would be sending. I should have sent my parents at least a dollar from each uh, showbiz gig I got, <laughs> because they don't talk to me now. Uh, they're dead. You lucky. But, um, <laughs> really, <laughs> but uh, but now, and I think that if if there are there's a percentage of the country that has that didn't like uh, the eight years that of of common sense and pr progress. That's right. the way I perceive it. Right. Um, and um, I think that a, a, a section of them have belligerence that is attached to what th their opinions are. So, right. So whatever information they're getting, they're putting it through that filter. And they are going to stand their ground. Right. And stick to their guns and, and their storyline. In the face of every possible... You know, uh, uh, evidence to the contrary. Evidence to the contrary. Right. Uh, I think we, as as at this table, yes, uh, are tending to allow the rules of the game to be shifted on us mm -hmm. without being aware of it. Yeah. Because 
when we talk about subjective truth, correct, what we're talking about is perception. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is not a form of truth. No. Right. It is an interpretation of the world. Exactly. It is and, different than objective truth. And I believe there is such a thing as objective truth. Right. And I don't believe it should need to be uh, described as objective truth. Mm -hmm. I believe the word for that is truth. And then, so what is the word then for subjective truth? Opinion or perception? Perception. Okay, perception. And perception and opinion can, can both be involved in it. Right. And there's nothing subjective wrong with... subjective experience. Right. And there's nothing wrong with subjective experience, perception, or opinion. But knowing but, what that is versus what we're saying is objective truth or truth And when one chooses to retain opinion or uh, belief system... Yes. Despite an awareness and availability of truth. <laughs> right. Then we are delving directly into the realm of willful ignorance. Yes. And which is the bane of, I believe, human progress. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and that's what I was talking about by this kind of overview of this interesting relationship with truth that humanity and, uh, you know, our, our human consciousness has had. Is that conscious nigh. Conscious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that, that one's not real at all. Steward I, uh, Matra. Uh, Dylan's officially in charge of Latin plural today, which is the name of my third album. But anyway, oh. or is it Albi? I, Alba. <laughs> Isn't that a grocery store? No, that's Aldi. <laughs> that's Aldi. That's Aldi. So, yes. Yeah, so, so we're definitely dealing with two different uh, – there's interior perception – Subjective truth, uh, in percept, you know, uh, opi opinion, whatever that is, and then there is this thing called what we call scientific or objective truth or facts. Facts or would be in that pile. Yes, and it seems that these days, facts <laughs> mm -hmm. are up for grabs, and and I'm I'm really interested in huh. like. I, and I and I feel that there is uh, blame to lay at the feet of both progressives and conservatives in this fact twisting thing that goes on in the world. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I feel that you know there's this overly uh, emphasis emphasis on the left of individual and um, identity politics and that there's no common language for anything and then there's the other side of it which is can be based on fundamental religion or agenda you know certainly economic agenda and you know we can twist the facts of economics or uh you know anything to to, to fit our own personal uh agenda and and so my cons my i'm just so I don't know what to do these days with this argument out in the world that the facts itself are <laughs> are negotiable. This is again this goes to a willful ignorance and it's not that the facts are negotiable. It's that there are those who are willing to disregard facts. Based on an agenda. That's, yes. that, that's what I was yep. I was getting at. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, the the uh, thing that I think is going on as a result of it mm -hmm. is that uh, you're saying I think the the that maybe the liberal uh, folks are to blame to some degree or that they play a part in it. And it reminds me of being a kid and trying to do right mm -hmm. and do homework and be good and and focused, et cetera, and then being bullied. And then right. when the bully shows up, he, he, you can take it and take it and take it, and then at one point you might explode. And since I am, I wasn't really good at any of that stuff, I didn't learn bullying, I just observed it and experienced it, then 
uh, the the end result is a very awkward counterattack. Yeah. You know, it's either too angry or it's a punch or it's using, you know, big words so they don't understand or something that doesn't solve the problem until somebody, uh, a supervisor comes up and separates the two. Right, but there feels like there's no more supervisor. Like there's no one who actually or- is saying, um, okay, folks. There's like no grown-ups left. Yeah, That's those, what it feels like. Those supervisors, <laughs> those supervisors have taken on the roles of the bullies and the victims. Yeah. Or 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 the or the yeah, or that or they say opinion is journalism or whatever it is, you know. It's like there's no clear there's there's no there's no truth anymore. Well, the, the idea of truth, this conversation that we are having is an intellectual endeavor. Right. And there has been a 40-year deliberate campaign of Mm anti-intellectualism. Yes. That is always the tool of the forces of oppression and the forces of disenfranchisement. Right. Because the more educated people are, the more they are capable of forming their own critical thinking skills right, and their using own opinions, reason and rational yeah. thought. Uh, the more they tend toward progressivism and liberalism. <laughs> right. And you cut arts programs. That's part of that, too. You cut arts yep. programs. You cut the payment for uh, education. You privatize. You deregulate. And you say constantly... Uh, these people with their big $5 words. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. don't we really want a president you can have a beer with? And we all love Reagan because he was avuncular and you could talk to him. Um, and you wind up with the moment in history at which Forrest Gump is hailed as a brilliant work of, <laughs> of filmmaking. Agreed. When in fact, it is a huge celebration of stupidity. Right. Thank and you. how we can have a, 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 a true and honest and, and loving uh, uh, appreciation for our country's heroic history if we can just all learn to see it through the eyes of a complete moron. <laughs> Uh, whereas <laughs> if you take awesome. up a position wow. of leadership, you care about other people, or you go off into the world to explore and experiment and learn for yourself, you will wind up a bitter cripple or die of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then people go, ooh, that was such a good movie, because, you know, life really is like a box of chocolates. You just got to take whatever piece of crap nougat they hand you. <laughs> um, isn't that the slogan from that movie? I whatever believe that was the poster. Yeah, if you I travel to a different planet from the box of chocolates, <laughs> does time actually get longer or shorter? But the, the caramel does. The, the caramel, caramel gets, gets longer, gets longer <laughs> but it will not melt in your e- e- extruded hands. I think the chocolate industry really benefited from that. <laughs> I believe the chocolate, the chocolate industry Steve's benefited from it, and and, um, and I believe those who felt we should uh, stop teaching things benefited. Yes. And doesn't it from feel it. like kind of like a perfect storm in some ways too uh, about this because. When you think about 50 years ago when the counterculture movement rose up and basically one of the main messages of the counterculture was the government is lying to you. The government is full of shit and they're lying to you. This war is bullshit. They're lying to you about all this crap. I mean, Eisenhower had already warned us about the military industrial complex. The government is lying to you, basically, Eisenhower said. And and so we had this foundation of this huge generation who doesn't believe anything that the authority says anyway. So and then they grow up and they're now the ones who are in authority for the most part. And so now and so that that lingering message that there is no authority or authority is full of shit is is fed through disregarding what we were just talking about academic education rational thinking reason all of that and sees it as the elites and things like that and so we're kind of at a perfect storm because there's this uh, there's this enough people who already are contrarian about well, authority and truth. The use of the word elites is uh, mm-hmm. has has become a problem for me mm-hmm. because uh, the 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 right, the forces of oppression and and disinformation and uh, uh, disenfranchisement refer to elites, but what they mean is elitists. Right. When in fact, mm-hmm. the intellectual elite, 
the actual elite mm -hmm. wants to share the knowledge. Yes. They are the opposite of elitists. Of elites, right, right. Yes. They are elite, but they are the opposite of elitists. Right, right. And uh, the, the tendency to use anti-intellectualism as a weapon against individual thinking mm -hmm. is not something that came from the counterculture. Mm -hmm. That's something that came from the culture that wants to keep people stupid enough to buy the stories about war. And all war is, I mean, all war is bullshit. Right. It's all bullshit. Right. It's all based on bullshit reasons. And there, uh, I think it was Voltaire, I may be getting that wrong, who said, if you want to know uh, who controls you, look at who you may not criticize. Mm -hmm. And in our country, mm -hmm. if you look at our country right now, you can make fun of the president and you can make fun of the pope and you can do jokes about the cops, mm -hmm. but you better damn well say, and thank you, our troops, for protecting us, for protecting our freedoms. For We are so embroiled and so infused with this fetishization of military mm -hmm. that to say anything counter to a military uh, solution to problems right. is perceived as unpatriotic. And in fact, if people genuinely protest any element of the status quo, it winds up being redirected and uh, misappropriated mm -hmm. to being an attack on the military. Mm -hmm. Kaepernick uh, kneels down to protest police brutality against right, and, and it's black turned people, into this thing about the, and then the anthem. It, you're disrespecting the troops right. because you're yeah. kneeling during and it has nothing a song. To do with the argument. Yeah. And it's not like the troops wrote the song. It, right. It's labeling. <laughs> it, it, it's it's relabeling. It's it's a reframing by those who have a specific self interest. Again, it, 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 you it, know, and I feel like these people have used this. You know, uh, oh, this the new the new thing is. So now it's the deep state. Mm -hmm. So it's the deep state that's lying to you. So not the state, right? And not the state. And right. the deep state is a mystery. It is a it's a cabal, right? And it's a we don't a know secret. who's quite in it. And oh no, they're going to go. Some of these elites yeah. are in it. We know that. Yeah. There's some of the elites are in the deep state, and 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 they want to keep their power. And um. Yes, that is true. Uh, people in the government definitely want to keep their power. <laughs> people in power want to keep their power. And that isn't necessarily a wrong thing if the power is used properly. Well, y yeah, I, I, I think part of the whole purpose of our, the structure of our democracy was uh, it came about in hopes of uh, keeping anyone from retaining power for too long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Term limits, yeah, and yeah. things like that. Well, it didn't start with term limits right. is the thing. But still, there was the idea that if people were doing it wrong, you could vote them out. Yeah. Um, I mean, George Washington walked away because he did not want to be considered a king. He He's 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 one of the people at the beginning who said, I'm, you, I'm not going to do this. You know, I, I don't want to just be appointed. They... They changed things. Yeah. As I understand it, and I'm trying to remember what I read on this, uh, George Washington came from a a deeply feudal background. That's with a D, not futile. Um, mm -hmm. And there was a tradition that said you offered somebody new the kingship three times, and they turned it down twice, and then they accepted. And he turned it down twice, and they said, okay, let's make a new plan. <laughs> Oh, so he thought he was going to get the kingship. He may have thought he was oh, going to get it. Oh, I see. It. Okay. I've always read it the other yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know because it's the, the, the history gets constantly written and rewritten. S so, so, so to circle this back around to to what's going on. I mean, how do we if if right now a certain percentage of citizenry doesn't trust the major institutions. Uh, and that's, I mean, like, no one loves the mainstream media. Nobody does. Uh, nobody really loves big government or government with too much power. I mean, we kind of all agree on these things, but then No, it's I don't agree. I like big government. I like the Not idea. Not wasteful government. I don't though. like wasteful government, but I like the idea that we have a huge operating uh, uh, system 
that is designed to take care of the things for people that a large operating system right. can do better but than a profit-bearing system. Uh, but a lot of it hasn't worked that well. I mean, corruption and money in politics now makes yes, it Yes, I'm not all a fan of that. Pretty, well, that's because people... Are in politics. Oh, also, mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna have no corruption, right. If you have people, right? You know. Well, I mean, in, in, even within the, the the construct of this government, uh, uh, there are supposed to be checks and balances, and so if and of course it's not going to be consistent all the way through. And each of the different systems, the medical or or mm -hmm. the, you know the the just a, a, the part of the government that runs a city is there are sections that are doing it wrong or yes. people that are taking advantage of it you know yeah. that, it's that, very are, messy. that are in it it's yes. messy yes. it's messy it is very messy but you know what it's it's very it's much cooler than than um, other third world countries or right. having a anarchy or warlordism warlordism uh, yeah. absolutely yeah and and so i wonder though how we're going to get back into relationship with truth the way you were helping us define it which for is for listeners she's gesturing toward me Dylan. i'm Dylan Brody humorous I'm storyteller of fine words and phrases the objectional factual part of truth like where does this little where does do do all of you have faith that our system is resilient enough to reject and and fight back and restore a different relationship with truth. No. No. No, I think mm. that that, that uh, things fall apart and get put back together, and they fall apart and they get put back together. And so there'll be a falling apart out. thing. Oh, there's a, we're watching a falling we, apart thing. Well, yeah, thing. there is, yeah. It um, fell apart two years ago. It's just, here's the fallout. It just keeps rolling well, down the hill. Are, I like this, it this probably fell apart about 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I the think Reagan era. Right. I think yeah. it, just, it, it really started in the Reagan era, possibly yeah. before that. Possibly, yeah. Well, Nick, I mean, Nixon too. I mean, if you think about where things, you know, started going, we could go all the way back to the Big Bang. We could. <laughs> Theoretically. And you know what? That was a huge falling apart. I That's right. So. And then kind of a coming back together again in some new Eventually, order. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a, that's a long arc, though. It's, it, well, I believe that uh, the arc of history is long, but it bends toward wildly spiraling fires. <laughs> <laughs> And some sort of evolutionary track where people end up having large brain stems and can form language and sentences and sit around an octagon-shaped table. That's correct. That is, it is to <laughs> yes. this moment that the yes. long arc of history brings us. Pretty much. We are so self-important right now. <laughs> we could I, all just talk in clicks and clacks I I just for a minute. We could. I believe that uh, one of the great... Uh, confusing perceptions that all that all humans naturally have that we have to overcome uh, that we assume is truth is that we are because we are now more advanced and developed than we have ever been before this is what we were supposed to become right so we're done Right. <laughs> yes. We're cooked. Yeah. This is it. This is, this is what it should yeah, be. Yeah, stick a fork um, in us. And I think that's very wrong. I think there is a great deal more evolution that needs to happen if our capacity for evolution and adaptation can outrun our capacity for self-destruction. And, and this is interesting mm. because this is a position between, in general, the leaning towards progress mm -hmm. progressivism mm -hmm. versus conservative you know keeping things the same or keeping the, all the words in the book that truth book over there that's the one that's got all the truth and what you know progressivism is like we're we're always unveiling we're always revealing we're always looking for the truth this is why science is so interesting science doesn't say we know everything science is saying you know what, we've looked at enough things that we can make a pretty darn good guess about this. And until some evidence comes along, to the contrary. Have you seen the guy who's like just standing on a platform and he's like flying over a pond and stuff, but he's got, and he's got a helmet like he's an astronaut or whatever, but he's literally flying while standing on a platform like an individual 
a plane. What? Uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's Is crazy. Is it the Heller flying platform? Yeah, probably, yes, probably. Those, they were invented in the 40s. They, uh, that's right. I wanted, that's right, I, I wanted to build one when I was a child, <laughs> they, but they, nobody would let me, and I didn't know how. <laughs> they have a new advanced one now that looks like you're watching something, something from Judge Dredd, like the no. city uh-huh. of Judge Dredd. Uh-huh. But uh, about science is that they'll find something, and then another person will come and bring a new thought to it, mm-hmm. and then discover that it's even more expansive, like string theory or, or you know, the, the multi-universe is going on at the same time that we haven't tapped into, or the, with the computer graphics, looking at how our planets are all rotating, and they they animate it to show you we're on a path. It's yes. like all of us are moving yes. like we're in a slow Like it's a little moving, it's, it's moving a big moving, and then it's a much bigger moving, and it's a huge moving, and yeah. A- a- absolutely. And that, but... but that science on uh, uh, and it has its own groups of people who are like no it's not that eat where everything that they, they've discovered in the past is an edict as opposed to the new scientists who break ground right. and say well you know what we found out I, I can prove it to you here right and that is the part that's sad to me about the truth now mm-hmm. is that there's so much dissonance that you it, 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 it's it's a struggle to get back like to get back to actually having a consensus on what truth is. Right, yes. And let's not assume that truth cannot be forgotten. Remember that up until the Dark Ages, yes. everybody knew the Earth was round. Right. Ancient Greek uh, <laughs> design yes. depends on a round Earth. Right. But then that element of knowledge was taken away and hidden. By because Irish it, monks. Because it bothered some people. <laughs> they found it irritating, so no one can know that anymore. Yes. Uh, so that can happen so, again. Yeah. The, even with even with Twitter. Knowledge can be quenched <laughs> and squelched and silenced. And and here's the interesting thing. Like, what do you think is the personality type that looks at science? And says, like, you know, like the the theory of evolution. Well, it's a theory. Like, what's the personality type, do you think, that's like so afraid of scientific method or rational thought that they're willing to reject it for their own agenda? I'm fascinated by this. Well, there are people, and uh, forgive me if I... uh, become disdainful of large swaths of the population as I talk about this. It's very difficult for me because I, I, there are people who take great comfort in a belief in a deity. And, yes, um, for they, sure. They so need the comfort that they get from that. Right. Um, and the comfort that they get from having a tribe of people that agree with them on yes. it. That any new information that would challenge that set of comforting beliefs is too terrifying feels as though it is a direct attack on their their being so this is a psychological issue it is a totally deep psychological issue yeah it is fear based psychological it is um it is comfort based it is need based so there's a type of based too. yeah so there's a type of psychology that wants the world to be a certain thing and then if you introduce new ideas to it, like scientific evidence about things, it can't handle it. And it feels like its universe <laughs> is literally going to be destroyed. I, I, I will actually, I will, I will do a fessing up confession kind of thing on this very topic. What, you are going to fess up? Yes. Okay. Fessage uh, alert. I am, and have said dozens of times, I am an atheist. I am so thoroughly an atheist that when people tell me they believe in God, I don't believe them. Uh, That's a skeptic, technically. It's, yeah. Um, I, I have spoken of the fact that I think the secret, uh, not not Victoria's one, the other one, is... That movie? Uh, the, the movie and the book. The book, yes. That, that, you know, I think it's silly and I don't have a vision board. I have a picture of a vision board. I'm waiting for a vision board to manifest. Like, I have a, a bunch of jokes about how ridiculous I find God, it all. I love that. But recently... Can we manifest some more popcorn? Oh, <laughs> you guys, grapes, my new thing is like manifest this then. But recently... <laughs> what about manifest destiny? Uh, I had a series of experiences in which I genuinely believe that I found a way to be manipulating my world magically. I can only describe it as magically. Because I'm, it's beyond your conscious attention. I made a series of things happen that choices. I don't know how... I mean, yeah, I made you made choices. choices. You I did. made some choices. Some th- th- things happened in accordance with my desires without direct causal action on my part. And there has been this 
resistance in me that I feel mm -hmm. because it seems as though I tapped into something that people have been telling me about for years that I have never believed in and don't feel comfortable even beginning to entertain. Well, because it's not about a transcendent realm that's handing you gifts from a big Santa bag somewhere. It's about when you change your perspective and make different choices in your life, different things happen to you. And that is basically what the human kind of how we drive this little human machine. And it's the same thing with people who only believe in the God with the book and the book of truth and all of that. You know, when they make certain choices, everything about those choices feeds into their preconceived notions about it. Wasn't but you made a leap in choosing differently to change some of your worldview. Well, I, to ch well, I the, the leap I made was to change some of my behavior. Right. That's and what I mean, which then changes the, worldview. The, and as my worldview began to change, and I'm still not certain how committed I am to that these new ideas. Yes, I feel as though they need to be explored scientifically. Yes, that I could so I can figure out what the what the fact is and what is perception. <laughs> so, th this, but this is a great thing because what we're talking about here is this interesting um, kind of um, muddy area, which is what is real what is truth to you versus what is the truth of this object in a sense and that making behavioral changes actually does create different subjective reality not objective reality subjective reality which then you're then able to make different behavioral choices again with it. You know what I mean? It's right. this really interesting place that I don't think has anything to do with objective reality. I think it is about a subjective world. What What would you say then about um, this, the guy who the who mapped out the, uh, the Dave. DNA? Dave. Oh. <laughs> Dave, Dave who mapped Dave. out the DNA? Uh, dude, <laughs> the dude who was responsible for mapping the DNA Oh, the, ge the genome the product? The genome project uh -huh. is an evangelical Christian. Right. And he, I mean, talk about a Being able to separate your worldview. Yeah, so yes, separate from but the, he, yeah. he has stated that in so doing, in mapping out this the DNA thing, that to him is proof of intelligent design. Right. That God That's did it. For and sure, fantastic. it's filtering Which through. is the most mind-blowing co combination of these things that we're talking about. But, but who do you have to be to allow those two realities to i mean you know who would have thought when i first when you first hear that idea you just go going yeah, you know yeah. it's like it seems completely well, but, but you they wouldn't have married them. but they have shown that <laughs> the people who Thank can you. hold multiple worldviews at one time do have a higher level of intelligence there's a there's an intelligence quotient inside of that to be able to change right. perspectives right. does not make you wishy-washy it no. actually makes you someone who can see many different angles of of a problem or the picture and know that on some level truth is in the prism and yet there is still this thing called dna called science called objective truth you know that's the job of a supreme court justice i would say you know, to, <laughs> to, speaking of truth oh, this week oh, yes. I, yeah, I was listening to that on the way i was here and gripping the wheel <laughs> i just <laughs> I jump in after uh, hours have passed and go oh, yeah when well, I and watch this, it, and, and this is interesting because this is the, you know, our whole justice system. I mean, truth, evidence, fact. These are all aspects of one's justice system in, in certainly in most countries. And this is where I know I start to get really nervous. It's like, yeah, politics, it's all bullshit. And we, you know, religion, it's all, but we all have a worldview. It's all subjective. It's all this. It's all that. You know, it's about power. It's about this or whatever. And yes, the justice system is pretty messy and broken in America, certainly if you are a person of color. It has been it has never been a good place for you. But it's it's like everything else in this country, it it relies on this uh, separation of powers, of checks and balances and all this kind of stuff. And now when this poll aspect one third of the pillar of this checks and balance thing is truth is it's that i'm getting scared 
It's not one third it's either. Not, it's it's not at least one two thirds. At this, a, yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's, I'm just talking about multiple. Right. I mean, obviously, it was the executive branch right now. Three. I mean, it's there's that's what I'm saying. There's Ow. already two sides that are not dealing with truth. There's right. the executive branch, where there's people inside the executive branch trying to keep as much reality going as possible while the person who leads the executive branch is just making fucking shit up from his narcissistic space. I don't know why someone just doesn't do a citizen's arrest that works in the fucking way. Yeah, how can you can't do that? How you know, can you get to citizen's arrest? I, I mean, I literally was looking up who can arrest the president <laughs> yeah. and apparently... Not, it's not just the sergeant at arms who is the dude who like oversees security in Congress, but anyone can make a citizen's arrest. So why don't they? I'd like to have a word with you, General Voidfiller. Yeah. <laughs> General Voidfiller. We're Come. sending you either to Rikers or Dylan's Birdie. So yeah, and so that, exactly. So the executive branch is is truth is completely undermined. Um, the uh, the uh, con- Congress uh, legislative branch is dickless. Right. In their dickness. And, and even, you know, if the midterms balance things out a little bit better, we'll have a little bit more balance. Mm-hmm. But now there's this Supreme Court justice who is completely, they're <clears throat> doing it in such, I mean, denying Obama his guy was like, oh, that's God, what, it, it was, was outrageous. Like, it was abhorrent. So... But the you know the, there is, and we no longer can fully trust the the very <clears throat> electoral process right. through which we, right. we put the people because in office. This is where the whole fake news and there are fake people in the world, and there are bots, and there's feeding disinformation constantly. And and, the, and, and if the truth is that he wasn't elected, which it is, I mean, because cheating takes so many forms, which they did, and they're okay with apparently. Yep, apparently. Yeah. Shouldn't it, shouldn't it go all the way back to the beginning of that yes, cheating yeah. and then say, well, you know what, that's oops, not all truth. the appointments and this and that, that's sorry, the only that, way they was, can, that uh, wasn't good. That's the way, only way they can win, and it, it, that's what we're watching right now, is yeah. cheating. Is I have I have a theory. Thank that, God. That, uh, <laughs> that says that uh, <laughs> if you believe it is okay to win an election through the suppression of votes through the subversion of the process, mm-hmm. you don't actually believe in the value of democracy. A hundred percent. No. Because not it's not least. democracy. Nope. Yeah. It's something else. That I think is that's de- why Republicans will not say, uh, will not use democratic as an adjective. Yes. Because they, they always say Democrat oh, wow. yeah, as though it's an adjective. Years ago. Because they don't want to acknowledge that the things they object to, the principles they are object to are inherently democratic. Yeah. Yeah. The whole you work for us thing, gone. Yeah, yeah, and so and so. Therefore, there's you know, as far as truth goes politically, there's, I mean, it or 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 commonality. I mean, this is the other thing too. I mean, we used to all agree on some basic things, and it feels like with the splintering of you know subjectivity and worldviews, and then you add on to that. Um, Access to information and disinformation in equal parts, false equivalencies, all this stuff, opinions being thrown out as as journalism, all this kind of stuff. There's no there's no common. I mean, and then having, you know, watching congressmen and senators who speaking out of both sides of their mouths. Well, this is where about truth. the deregulation of America uh, really directly affects the functioning of a country, because and there was a time that uh, the FCC controlled the airwaves. Yes, there were a limited number of outlets for technological reasons. Right, there were actually so many wavelengths. Yes, yeah. um, but also uh, within that construct. The journalistic arm of any network was to be kept separate from the profitable arm of the entertainment network. Yep. Right. Um, there was uh, uh, a decentralization of control over information. Uh, when you can thank I wanna, Clinton for I that. I want to say, well, he was part of the de- the, the the deregulation the Clinton on Communication it. Act. Ra- yeah. Reagan started it, and then yep. Clinton went on with it. Yep. Um, because we gave up democracy for capitalism. Yes, fairness uh, doctrine went is, away, which is oh, not, Lord. in fact, uh, enshrined in the Constitution. Capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what you wind up with is a, a world in which. There is uh, limited control of messaging, 
mm-hmm. all coming from the same hyper wealthy uh, voices, right? With self interest, and we, I mean, we're circling directly exactly. back around to, to the I very beginning of this, said, yeah. which is the main thing that undermines truth is self interest, a hundred percent. And that's and when we are completely obsessed with capitalism, greed, whatever it is, whatever you, whatever form it comes in, but it's basically greed. The truth goes away when you really want what you want. You're willing to do anything for it, I have including said, lie. I have and said cheat. many times, and, cheat. and it is it is the basis of most of my work that uh, the truth has greater value than any individual's comfort. Hundred percent. So if that is true, and it is about us being willing to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. in order to have to share. That's what we're talking about here. If it's not greed, it's sharing. It's about knowing I have enough, enough is enough, and that everyone gets a piece and we don't need hoarding and all of that. And I want you to have health care. And I want you, yes, Social, I want you to have health care. Socialism, that's communism. So, so therefore, socialism. there's truth. So if, if that's the thing that's going to help us have a cleaner relationship with truth, it's about compassion, generosity. It's about non-ego. It's about risk. Risk. So it's about risk. It's about not always making your needs the only needs, understanding how it fits into the bigger picture. It's understanding how the system works together. I'm talking like systems theory, you know, like that mm-hmm. it, it, it takes a village in a very literal way. It takes an ecosystem. It takes... Um, and, and it's so interesting how, you know, the climate stuff is all playing out because ultimately we've greedily f- fucked with the planet and the only way these people can stand up and fight for this greed is by denying the very thing that is happening. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's. It's Oedipal. I'm not fucking my mom. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> seriously. It circles back around to that. I love it. Yes. It is Oedipal. Well, you can't see that you're fucking your mom. Uh, <laughs> no, no one ever told it's me. Well, there's yeah. the, there yeah. were no prophecies that told me. Well, yeah, and, and therefore it is blind, right? Yep. Um, so I think we've solved all of this. It's really it comes down to greed. It comes down to greed. Yeah. And uh, so people... Um, be nice so, to each other. Be nice to each other. The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Oh, it's been like so that. long since anyone's done unto me. Oh, I'm oh, sorry about that. Dude, that's that's right. sad. Reached the point in my marriage at which I suggest sex and she tells me what time it is. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. What are you? It's oh, already eleven o'clock. <laughs> So I think you need to ask her what time it is. She first. gave me a watch. She said, "Can we stop having this conversation?" <laughs> I have a headache. <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, if we just do what Jesus, I'm talking about, like the cool Jesus. Yeah. Oh, the cool one. The black. black. The socialist. The black Jesus. The socialist black black woman, female. Well, in touch with his feminine for sure. Uh, you know, possibly and, disabled in some way. Possibly either visibly sleeping or with a prostitute. Not. Feeding the poor. I don't know about the whole water to wine thing, but if, hey, gay can if he can do that for sure. That's awesome too. Hey, Bill Hicks, you know, so, uh, re- actually repeated one of those little quotes that Jesus threw out. Like, there are always going to be wars and uh, wars and idiots fighting over towards them, etc. But if you open the window, <laughs> that's uh, there'll be me whistling apparently, mm. right? Mm. That while you're washing the dishes. It's very creepy. I apologize. <laughs> I, so, so if I hear whistling outside my window, it's not birds. No, it's I think Jesus. it's. I, I was thinking. I was thinking uh, after watching a Neil Young video that I'd never seen before, huh. where he a- explained uh, old ma- uh, his song "Old Man." Old man, take a look at my life. life. It's a lot yeah. like you were. What the force like? Oh man, take a look at my. He did. The thing he did a duet him. with Cartman. <laughs> Twenty-four, and there's so much. Much more, Not really. <laughs> but um, 
I realized that growing up in the 70s that all of my heroes were empaths. There were people that would, like, he was talking about, there was a guy that he, you know, he's 20, yes. seven in this video or right, something. Right. And he said, I bought a farm. I'm like, what? He's like, it's so young. Mm-hmm. I bought a farm and there was a guy living on it. Mm. You, have, you know, I don't know if any of y'all have this, but there's, if you get what in that situation, there'll be more than likely somebody just there. And this guy's <laughs> living there and he's an old guy and he always takes care of fences and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, otherwise it's called is. land, not land. a farm, right? It's like, <laughs> you I bought a farm. There has to be yeah, someone yeah. there to define it. has to be someone to take, take care of the land the of the farmer. Farm. Right? So far, but, but he was, you know, he was like the guy that tended fences he said Mm -hmm. and so he looked at him and saw himself in him Uh and um, that's what television even was like on some level in the 70s because Vietnam was on TV Mm -hmm. and when I heard about uh, during um, uh, Iraq and them uh, there was an edict supposedly that said Mm -hmm. no no coffins are to be shown to be no flags or coffins no dead people we don't get to see this oh but you know we are some of your we're doing it out of respect for them we're going to deny their existence out of respect for them (laughs) I want to be in the war then me and mom me and me and there's no dead bodies we don't need to go to college. Let's go get some. Let's go get some guns. They'll let on. us get on planes first. <laughs> so, the the musicians and the writers and the creatives and the comedians all were sharing things that no one was talking about, or mm-hmm. you know, going against what was happening, and at the same time, reflecting on what we were allowed to see at the time before they realized, oh shit, we're putting ideas in people's heads. Well, that I, are not right, helping us there, build an army. Because mm-hmm. there was so there was only like we were saying, there was only one uh, information stream back then. And then the, the yeah. musicians and the writers and, you know, I mean, you read Kurt Vonnegut. I mean, you know, you read all those great novels of the 20th century. They were all saying, you know, here's here's other truth. Here's other truth. John Lennon. Uh, John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it and it's like now there's because I think we don't have any they're not teaching people to think their own thoughts anymore. We're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like people aren't people aren't being educated to sort through information anymore. Mm-hmm. And just it's now it's it's a it's a fire hose of information and perspectives that it's it's hard to know what is the truth about things. How many twenty four hour um, news services do we have? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, and, and it's all let broken alone up. It's the fragmented. Internet. I mean, let let alone the fucking you know social media. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. So yeah. so. That, I think that's thrown a wrench into a lot of it that's allowed this kind of darkness to, to kind of flourish. Yeah. Because you can have, uh, you're free to just gab on, blah, 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 and then it might not be objective. There's plenty of it that's not. It's speculative. It's opinionated. It's opinions. Well, and I think the problem is, too, is that, you know, um, at some point, you know, the minute a rock and roll song ended up in a com- commercial it was all over. There was well, no I, more standing in truth moment, for rock and roll. There was a moment in the 80s second. when I realized that there were really reactionary stand-up comics mm-hmm. who were creating the illusion that they were cutting-edge presenting new ideas mm-hmm. because they said, fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if you look at Sam Kinison's work, right. the ideas he was presenting were evangelical. Right. Gays can be blamed for AIDS. Women are responsible for their own abuse. Right. People starving um, in the desert eating people sand. Starving, uh, oh, yeah. oh. Because, because they live in the wrong place. It's their own fault. The poor can be blamed for their own poverty. Uh, but I scream fuck a lot, and therefore I must be cutting-edge liberal. But you never know what someone like Sam Kinison will do to someone because he woke my father up, and my father realized he needed to get louder in some ways because people were following falling that quicker to sleep with mm-hmm. things. So yeah. it's a very interesting... Sam Kinison's a great example of that, but you are right. Sam was a uh, a person who had very conservative ideas, and like to blame people for their victimhood. And wrote brilliant jokes to support horrible thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he was a preacher for quite a And he was a, pre- a yeah. preacher for a yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, that is fascinating. Become, who, you know, who, who, who used yeah, to be amazing. Well, a, a mercenary. Yeah. Who and just realized there was a gap in the market that he could fill. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so horrible. Uh, one of the worst. In, like, General Voidvilla. The, the craziest <laughs> example. Voidvilla. What you said about the commercials. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing, look what they've done to my song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ma, right? Yeah. Showed up on a commercial where it said, look what they've done to my waffles. Uh-huh. I'm like, 
It's over. That's oh, what yeah. circling Lord the drain. You can, that Lord, song was uh, such an anthem. We're, we're circling the drain. Is, that's what it's about. Janis Joplin, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Is was a Mercedes Benz commercial. <laughs> right. Now it's yes. a needle in my brain. It's uh, it's, it's uh, yeah. Literalism isn't a good thing. Mm. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here today. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us, even though we've probably just confused you more. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go all go scream into pillows right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's some over there. Thank you, Dylan Brody. Dylan, do you have anything that you want to share? Um, let people know where they can find you, uh, what you're doing find these days. Find me at dylanbrody.com. Uh, at the Emporium there, you can buy all of my books and CDs. Uh, soon... In some fashion, you'll be able to see You Are Here, a Dylan Brody project, the very first feature film that I've directed. Um, And, of course, you can go to activevoiceproductions.com, activevoiceproductions.com, if you are interested in uh, just getting over yourself and writing. Uh, Everybody has a reason they haven't written the book or the screenplay or the novel, and I can solve that because, really, you need to just write. Yeah, and and I... I would say you are absolutely the most prolific writer I have in my life. I do that in lieu of talent. <laughs> so that that's a good tagline for your acting <laughs> voice productions work. It's, it's 7.30. I write more in lieu of talent. That is not true, but you can be silly and funny about it. And Amy, where can we find you in... What's going on with you? You can find me at amyanglehart.com, the spelling of which will be on Kelly's website <laughs> yes. where she announces the guest. Yes. When you come to a choice, it's always alphabetical in my name. Um, because <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's E-L and it's D-T. Um, and it doesn't get more alphabetical than A-M-Y, actually. I've almost covered the entire Pretty alphabet. much. That's a lovely arc right mm. there. The Your name right. could be Abkadevki, gentlemen, not for two excuses. I and see that I will out. answer to that someday. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me there. Um, I do. Uh, I do. I do a lot of different gigs, mainly in New York and LA, and I do house concerts, which are astoundingly not political. <laughs> Uh, in contrast to to what you've heard today, uh, which are uh, fun, have me in your house to make music and make bring bring joy. Nice. Yes, make bring joy. Make bring joy. She make will work bring... for popcorn. She well, and hopefully more than this that. This was work. Yeah, so. <laughs> there you are. That was popcorn. <laughs> yes, yes. Think of it that way. Yes, yes. And Mr. Bono, what? Uh, where can we find you? And what are you up to? Um, I have been doing the 300-day drawing challenge uh, that apparently some of these kids are doing. The kids! The kids. These kids are doing this thing. And uh, uh, you can find my uh, sketches and noodlings on uh, <laughs> um, on uh, Instagram, at Chris Bono Art. Um, that's, two me, that's two N's. That's two N's. I believe you. the extra N. Yeah, extra N for your pleasure. <laughs> Hello! For her pleasure. It's 7 30. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I have a show called Electric Bono Land that no one watches that's full of fun stuff, including Amy Oh, Engelhart. I love your Electric right, Bono Land. Are you like doing more of those? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working my way up to it. You need to be doing my favorite things in the world. Oh, you have to thank do you so much. We did our, an improvised song, and I was thinking about it driving over that I'm going to put a card in there that says, and then they all wrote a song on the spot, because you can't tell. It looks like we were just doing a song it about... It totally does. I love yeah. that. Well, it's that doesn't so surprise nice. me. I wore a ball too. gown, too, to add to the formality. So good. <laughs> that, as I so recall. Good. As one should. Yeah, look yes. for Bono, Chris Bono or Electric Bono Land on YouTube and you'll find some very very fun stuff. Beautiful. And Logan what are you up to? I've started a podcast. <gasps> what? And it is pending iTunes approval. It'll be live any moment now. We don't know maybe, what that means. We're maybe a, already. When we, right we'll now check it could be happening. Wait did you end the podcast? Is it? You said you started I it. I started a is, podcast. Are, is this part of it? I have launched <laughs> yeah, it. Are you, is it has understand. it ended for the day or... <laughs> Just ongoing. He's launched. Just ongoing. He's launched. launched. What is your launched. podcast called, it's Logan? It's called I Know What I Know. What's it about, oh, Logan? That's awesome. It's about uh, Kelly Carlin being in the first episode. <laughs> oh, it's nice. about 50 minutes long. It's about, yes, 39 minutes. And uh, it's got big questions, no answers, and amazing guests, as you can tell. I know dot L-O-L. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> I, was like, I know 
L O L. I not I know dot L O L. That's a dot L O L is a thing. Apparently. Holy shit! Right? That doesn't surprise me in this day and age. All right, folks. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, please go to patreon.com forward slash Kelly Carlin and support this podcast. Yes, you are supporting me technically, but really think of it as supporting the podcast, the entity of the podcast itself, letting this little spaceship of truth and beauty and goodness and laughter and popcorn, popcorn, Mm. go out into the world. You too can support that. Thank you for being here. I, I contribute to the Patreon for the Kelly Carlin podcast and Kelly Carlin, and it has brightened and warmed my world in innumerable ways. Innumerable ways. That's more than you can count. Can we make another podcast really quickly and just <laughs> pretend that it's a different day? <laughs> yes. It's I called, love you people. It's called the bonus podcast, and if you support my Patreon... You will get the things we are about to talk about once I say goodbye, which is right now. Goodbye. There is one whom I have wronged, and he looks at me angrily. This bothers me, no matter what I do. I offer my apologies And always he ignores my pleas But I ask myself What the better man would do He would forgive me So I'll forgive me too There have been so many times That I have felt so low rather die than look at me from someone else's view In all ways there were those who would gladly tell me I'm no good but I ask myself what the better man would do He would love me so I will love me too I have been ashamed Of the life that I've been living So take my hand Tell me I'm forgiving So if you're walking down the street And you see a soul in defeat Don't you pass him by No matter what you do Cause brother Don't you understand That when you lend A helping hand The person That you really help Is you Yeah Love your neighbor If you do the things Yeah, if you do the things The better man would do